Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode six of the Colton and Jimmy podcast. I'm your host, Colton Kreska. And I'm your host, Jimmy Begley. We've been going at this for about a month and a half now. This is episode six. So that means we want to thank you all for tuning in. Yeah, and of course, all of our listeners from America know it was just recently 4th of July weekend, so I hope everyone had a safe holiday weekend, and again, we thank you for listening. All right, so today's topic, we're going to be talking about credits, uh, credit cards, credit hacking, credit scores, you know, how to deal with all this debt, and so Cole, why don't you start us off? We're going to be talking about credit card hacking. We'll get to credit card hacking later in the video, okay? And and we'll tell you about what that exactly means. Um, but we're going to be talking about what is a credit score. So in our society today, it's kind of important that you have a credit score. And Jimmy, why don't you tell us why? Sure. So a credit score is used by lenders such as banks, credit card companies, car dealerships, uh, mortgage companies, um, they're all to make decisions on whether to offer you credit or not. It's the risk of offering you this with the possibility that you will or will not pay it back. And what they do is they divide you up into a credit score, which is based off of five different things. And those things are the number of lines of credit you have, the length of your credit history, the utilization rate of your credit, your payment history, having a mix of credit, and credit inquiries. And each of these add up to your score. For instance, the number of lines you have credit and the payment history is a lot more important than, let's say, your credit history. The, those, your payment history actually makes up for about 30% of your score while length of your credit history probably only really makes up 10% of your credit score. Yeah, exactly. And so the the scale here for the credit score, it's a for the most popular type of credit score, it's called the FICO score, and that's a scale from 300 to 850. And so our little chart here shows that the the scale of very poor is 300 to 579. A fair credit score is 580 to 669. A good credit score is 670 to 739. A very good credit score is 740 to 799. And an exceptional or excellent score, as some say, is 800 to 850. So 67% of Americans have a good FICO score, which means they have a credit score of 670 and above. Yeah, so those are all, that's actually good that over half the United States has a good credit score. Let's go over those different, let's go into details about more of what breaks down your credit score. So the first one we have here is the number of lines of credit you have. So that would be the more lines of credit you have, the better, especially if you are consistently paying off those credit card bills. Next would be the length of your credit history. And that is the longer you hold and pay off your credit, the better which means like if you have just opened a card and you've had it for about six months, they're not really sure if you're going to continually making those monthly payments. Whereas you've had a card for, let's say, 13 years and you've made your payments on time every time for the last 13 years, you're going to have a lot better of a credit score. 
Yeah, another one here is utilization rate. Now, this is one that when I got my first credit card, it confused me a little bit. So the utilization rate is how much of the credit line you use. So basically, if you think if you're given a thousand dollar credit line, you'd think credit card companies would want you to use that. But how the FICO score uses it is that if you use all of your line of credit, that's considered a bad thing. If you use $500 of a $1,000 credit line, that's only a 50% utilization rate. So the less credit you use up, the better. Which is why when you get a number of lines of credit, like we said, you know, another thing is the more lines of credit you have, that means you have more credit to use, which means you have less utilization of your credit, which again continues to help your score out. Another one, as Jimmy said, is payment history. If you've been paying your credit card off for 13 years without a missed payment, that's going to show that you're extremely reliable and it's going to help increase your credit score. Next would be having a mix of credit. The more diversity in your credit, the better. For instance, having, let's say, all credit cards compared to having a car loan, a mortgage, student loans. It all adds up to different types of credit you have. And last but not least are the credit inquiries. This is the least amount of credit inquiries, the better. It's slowly getting better as let's say you apply for a new card. Usually the card comes with what your credit score is. Whereas in the past you used to get penalized for looking at your credit score. Now they give you about one time to look at your credit score per year without penalizing you. And yeah, I think everyone here, at least I think so, everyone's seen the FICO credit score commercial where, or the Credit Karma commercial, where the wife goes to check the credit score and the guy's flipping the pancake and he starts shouting no, um, which is just a funny commercial to begin with. But it just shows you there how terrified people used to be about checking their credit score. And now they've kind of changed that system and not made it that you're hurting yourself for being aware of your own credit. So companies like Discover gives you a free credit score every month and Credit Karma allows you to check it whenever you want. All right, so now we're gonna go into credit card hacking. Uh, what is credit card hacking? It's basically having the best card for you possible to get out, whether it be the cash back discount, the mileage if you fly frequently, the bonuses for signing up or whatever it be. And so the first card we have here today are, these are cards good for college students. And we have the Discover It Student Cashback card. And that comes with a $0 annual fee, a 5% cashback on revolving categories. And this changes you know, every month or quarter, depending on what they have, whatever promotion, whether it be groceries, gas, restaurants, food purchases, in addition to that, they also have 1% cash back on everything else and a $20 bonus for every year that you can turn in a 3.0 GPA. Yeah, so that's obviously really good for students um, because you get that $20 bonus every year and it might not seem like a lot, but again, that's what credit card hacking is, is that making the most out of every opportunity that you can. Now, the thing with the revolving categories is that it can be really difficult. So here, for the revolving categories, it's every three months, it's every quarter, that's what that's called, is quarterly, it switches. So for the 2019 calendar year, 
Discover's was from January to March, it was 5% on grocery stores. From April to June, it was gas stations and Uber and Lyft. For the month of July through September, which is our current quarter, it's restaurants and any PayPal transactions. And this is really good for the holiday season. It's 5% cash back on, uh, from October to December, it's 5% cash back on Amazon, Target, and Walmart. So for your Christmas shopping, you basically get like a 5% discount on those places right there. Now, say you don't ever go grocery store shopping, that means you're only getting 1% cash back. So another different type of card that you can use is the Discover It student chrome card now this is a card that i personally have and i think it's just safe to say right now that none of these are sponsored i'd like you to be known right there that none of these are sponsored this is just our own personal opinions um, but i do have this card it's a zero dollar annual fee it's two percent cash back on restaurants and gas stations which are the only places i ever go is to buy food for my family and to buy gas for my car um, but then it's also 1% cash back on everything else, whether it be gross grocery stores or entertainment like the movie theater. Um, and this is also a student card. So it also gives you a $20 bonus for a 3.0 GPA. And the one other good thing was any Discover credit card, it will double your cash back that you make within the first 12 months of using the card. So if you make $100 cash back in your first year with Discover, it's going to give you another $100 back, which is a really, really nice bonus. All right, so our next card will be the Capital One Quicksilver card. This is a card for people with no credit or very low credit. Once again, it has a $0 annual fee, unlimited 1.5% cash back on everything, and a one-time $150 cash bonus after you spend the $500 dollars on the per on purchases within the first three months now that bonus you know even the cash back it's nothing special but it's nice because people with low or no credit can can get this and the one-time bonus is pretty nice because it's pretty easy to spend 500 within the first three months yeah and obviously we advise never spend uh never try and get to that 500 dollars by using by buying stuff that you normally wouldn't. Buy stuff like groceries and gas and the things that you have to buy anyway. Don't go out and buy a $500 Gucci belt so that you hit that $150 cash bonus. That is not the point of the cash bonus. That's what the credit card companies want you to do, but that is not the point of the cash back bonus. That is for you to gain, not for you to spend recklessly. Uh, another thing for people with no credit or low credit is a Discover secured credit card. When a credit card says it's secured, it means you have to give a security deposit and then your credit limit is equal to the security deposit. So this Discover card, the cashback, uh, the one year cashback match is still in effect. It's 2% cashback on restaurants and gas, 1% back on everything else, and it has a minimum uh, of $200 security deposit. So, for example, if you put an $800 security deposit on your card, that means you'll get $800 every month to spend on a credit line, and if you don't pay it, uh, Discover is going to keep that security deposit. So that's how that works. All right, and lastly, we have our best cards for cashback and card usage. Our first card is the City Double Cashback card. 
And this is a, another $0 annual fee card with a 1% cash back when you spend and another 1% cash back when you pay. The only downside to this card is that there is no sign up bonus. Yeah, that is one thing. So it's kind of similar to the Quicksilver One card, not too restrictive in who can get it. Uh, it's a solid cash back, but yeah, without that sign up bonus, that gives Quicksilver the edge on that one. Uh, another one we have is the Chase Freedom card. Obviously, if you bank at Chase, uh, you should probably get a Chase credit card. It just kind of makes things go easier. Uh, the Chase Freedom card has a $0 annual fee. It is 5% cash back on revolving categories, similar to Discover. 1% uh, cash back on everything else. And like the Capital One Quicksilver, it has a one-time $150 bonus when you spend $500 in your first three months. Yeah, so that's another easy bonus, once again, that you're not wanting to spend money on things that you wouldn't normally purchase, and it's got the revolving category, so it's a decent card. It's just you have to make sure that you're getting the most out of your card. And then our last one here, and this is another card that I have and I absolutely love. It's my Capital One Saver card. This is also a $0 annual fee. It's 3% cash back on restaurant, dining, and entertainment. So any food place, any entertainment place like the movies, you get 3% cash back on. And you get 2% cash back on grocery stores and 1% back on everything else. And this card also has the $150 cash bonus after you spend $500 on purchases in your first three months. I got that. Uh, it's as soon as you hit $500, it's in your cash, your cash back uh, account, um, and that 3% is just one of the best for food on the market. And like I said earlier, I only buy food and gas. That's literally all I use my credit cards for, so it's it, it works for me. Yeah, and these aren't all the cards that we have available. There's other cards like the GM cards, which will give you points towards a new car. There's airline cards, which will give you miles towards frequent flyers. There's plenty of different cards that in, it seems like each store and big, you know, whether it be a big box store or even like Amazon, they each have their own card with their own perks. These are just some that we threw in here. We do want to remind you that we suggest to pay off your debt at the end of each month so that you're not reoccurring the monthly interest charges. This will keep your credit score higher and will keep you, you know, more money. We understand that you cannot always do that. In fact, the average American has over $15,000 in credit card balances. And so there's quite a few different ways to bring that debt down. One way we do suggest is, or suggest is to apply for a 0% 0 0 transfer to a card with a lower interest rate. This makes it so you can quickly pay off those debts month after month under a lower interest rate than, let's say, the card that you have currently. But you'll once again have to apply for that transfer rate. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so that's definitely, these are just a few credit cards. I know we got a lot of information towards you guys. This is just to kind of help get your mind thinking. Now, obviously, we there are a lot of cons with credit cards. People get tempted to buy to spend above their means. But in this, in this day and age, you need a credit score. So you have to start working for that somewhere. And these cards are going to help get you on your way. Um, but like Jimmy said, we didn't list all of them. We didn't list uh, all of the travel cards. There's so many different travel bonus cards that you can use. 
Um, actually, right now, Amazon is coming out with a 5% cash back on all Amazon purchases. Um, Apple is coming out with its own credit card where it's like 6% back on any Apple products. Uh, so yeah, basically, this is just to help you get a start. Please, please, please do your research and you know find a card that fits best for you these were just some of our recommendations but basically credit card hacking is just trying to make the most out of the free offers so those hundred fifty dollar bonuses you know every year you should be applying for a new credit card to get that hundred fifty dollar bonus and then once you hit that bonus stop using the credit card put it in a safe uh, I would never recommend cutting it up but some people cut up their credit cards so that they don't have to use it you know so that is credit card hacking and so that's gonna help you build your credit you're gonna get the most money that you can out of just getting credit cards um, and so yeah so yeah totally you definitely want to get the most out of your card you want to make sure that you're not in over your head with debt and if you know if you are you might make sure that you're calling your issuer to explain your situation to try to get an alternate payment plan because you don't want to be defaulting on your cards because once you declare bankruptcy sure your your debt will be expunged but it will drop your credit rate like like nothing else your credit rate will fall to the bottom and you know there's other ways you can get credit counseling just do your best to really keep on top of those credit card bills so that concludes this episode of the Colton and Jimmy podcast. We thank you for listening, guys. You can find us on Instagram at Colton and Jimmy podcasting using underscores as spaces and at Facebook at Colton and Jimmy podcast. Please message us with suggestions for what you want to hear on the show. If you haven't already, go watch all of our recent episodes. Like I said, this is episode six. So we've got five great episodes for you to listen to on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google podcast or Apple podcast. See you guys. Have a good day. Legal disclaimer. All content included in this podcast and on our social media accounts is information of a general nature and does not constitute professional and or financial advice. Nor does any information on the podcast constitute a comprehensive or complete statement of the matters discussed or the law relating thereto. As a viewer, we advise you should conduct your own due diligence by consulting a financial advisor before making any final decisions.